Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Menses podcast. So last week we actually announced that we were going to do something different this week. So we have some guests with us on our podcast and they're going to be talking about submission. Initially, we got some of the questions that you guys have about submission, leadership and everything in between, mostly as it relates to marriage. First, I'm going to give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves. We're going to start with Benadin. Benadin, can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Benadin. Yes. I'm going to be moderating the conversation. I'm going to be asking questions based on a perspective of somebody who is not yet married. Yes, we have two married couples with us. I'm going to let our first married couple, Cops and Eunice, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and then tell us how long you've been married. Okay, hi, I'm Cops. Hi, I'm Eunice. And together we, we are, are unique. unique. Oh, so, I like that. <laughs> unique we've been married for say about 30 months yeah so two years and some months will be actually three years in december yeah we're looking forward to a very exciting session with you guys our next couple tracy and dean hello i am dean and i'm tracy and we've married for two years in june yeah oh i stand corrected one year 11 months and 18 days wow (laughs) that's a that's a good number so we're going to go right in as i said initially we're going to be talking about submission so ben i did i'm going to hand it over to you since you are the one moderating this session that i didn't will just ask us questions and everyone want to be given the chance to answer so let's get right in okay so our first question would be to the females or the wives what is submission to you first of all i just want to start by saying that being submissive doesn't necessarily mean that you're less than your partner Mm. Um, i believe that submission is contradictory is the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person Mm. either for believe that submission is basically saying that you as a a wife following your husband who is leading the household in the christian in the christ-like sort of way okay eunice do you want to take us yeah so i i also believe that the bible instructs us to submit and by so doing submission is respecting the authority of your husband as the head of the house and allowing Mm -hmm. him to have the final say concerning decisions that you make in your house not that you don't have the right to make decisions together with your husband you are a team and before god husband and wife are one we are equal before the sight of god i believe that the bible instructs wives to submit to their husbands because although both men and women were created equally and god regards man and woman equal before his sight he also acknowledges that just as christ is the head of the church and christ is the head of the husband the husband is also the head of the home and because a ship cannot have two captains in the same vein you cannot have two leaders in your home and that is why the husband has been given the man the mandate to be the leader of the house and mm-hmm. submission is yielding to that authority and allowing your husband to have the final authority in your home while you still make inputs, but giving him the, the, the honor to make the final decision. Okay. Yvonne? 
Yeah, I think both Tracy and Eunice have explained submission. So I'm just going to read Ephesians 5 verse 21 and 22. It says, submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of God. Then it continues to say, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. So really, I think if you look at submission from the perspective of this is me doing as unto the Lord what I would have done to the Lord to my husband. It's not really a chore or like a very daunting task because you know that you are submitting um, because this is the will of God for your marriage, right? That's pretty much what I would say. So could you give us any practical examples of submission in everyday life? Can you connect it for us? Okay. Between Dean and I, um, this is a, a very common thing that some people, some couples go through. Not necessarily. However, this is something that happened to us. I just sort of want to give that example. So when we were getting married, we were thinking about names. And I wanted to keep my name. And then he didn't want us to, he didn't want me to keep my name. And so... We sort of talked about it because I was giving him my reasons of why I think I should keep my name. And he was like also giving me the reasons that he thought um, he wanted me to take his name. So I prayed about it. I spoke to family members. And then like at the end of the day, I got a really important advice from an auntie. And she was telling me how everybody knows me as, as who I am. Me taking my husband's name does not remove me from how everybody knew me and as a this was a, a typical example of me submitting so i came back to him and we were talking i was like okay you know um i don't necessarily agree with what you want because i already i feel like i have my own reasons but as you are the head of our house i'm going to i'm going to take your name and then a few days after he also came back and was like okay you know what i also understand how it's important to you so what i did was i submitted by saying okay it's this is not necessarily what i want to do but i am going to follow your lead and then at the end he was like okay you know let's see if we can come to a compromise so that's like a typical example of how submission actually works so you've talked about leading following your husband's lead what would you say are the good qualities of a leader this is to the men specifically what would you say a good leader is um this is a very good question if we follow the examples of the bible of the characteristics of leadership shown there leaders were first great servers jesus washed the feet of his disciples in the first gospels and also there's other displays of great leaders achieving great feats but first having gone through great trials themselves For example is mm. before david was an unknown farm farm boy he killed goliath what i in, in essence i'm trying to say is for you to first be a leader you have to know how to serve assist people in a certain way you have to first contribute you can't just lead people and you have nothing to offer okay quaps what would you say a good leader okay so i agree with dean perfectly as a leader you need you need to be able to serve and for great leaders all over you should be able to serve and uh, for me our best example is from jesus christ and in john chapter 10 verse 11 it talks about how jesus being the good shepherd laid his uh, life for his sheep so for for us as men leading our families we should be able to emulate what jesus has done we should be able to take from his example all the time he was like the examples he gave especially saying 
from him being the groom and the church being the bride. He gives us a perfect example of how to lead your family. So mm. for for me, if you are looking for qualities of a leader, you can't go past this. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't add much. I agree with everything that you've said. Um, so the point really is a good leader should be someone who lays his life for others, right? In the so in the context of um marriage, you are not a leader because of the position. Okay, you are a leader because you need to show direction. You need to be known for accommodating like things. So. In, in brief, you need to serve so other people can follow you, basically. Okay, so to add up to that, to be a leader, you have to know your strengths and your weaknesses. Let's say maybe I know I'm not good at planning, but my mm. wife is good at planning. As the leader, I give the authority to my wife to come up with something that would move us forward because I know she's she has the expertise in that subject area. So as, as the leader, you should be able to delegate authority and power and see it go through mm. to you. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I like that. So you are not the all be all person. Yes, you can't you can't know it all. So you allow your partner to also come on board with the expertise. And and one of the other things too is trust. If you trust your partner enough, you'll be able to allow her to lead in certain aspects. And if she trusts you enough, she'll be able to allow you to lead the family. Very wise mm. words. In Ephesians five twenty five, it says Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So the question here is, is submission dependent on your husband loving you? Okay, so in Colossians 3, verse 18 to 19, it says, Wives, submit yourself to your husband as it is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wife and do not be harsh with them. The Bible does not say anywhere that wives need wives submit to your husbands if your husbands love you so i do not agree that you need to only submit when your husbands love you okay i i also agree with tracy loving and submission are not dependent on each other's actions because loving your wife and submitting to your husband is an act of obedience to god first of all so in obeying god you are doing these things it is more important to please god first before you do these things for your husband or your wife and first peter chapter 3 1 to 7 also tells us about our marriage being a form of evangelism to people who don't know god so mm-hmm. in submitting to your husband and in the husband loving his wife, people will come to see the saving grace of Christ. They will see Christ in your marriage. And that is really the end goal of being in a Christian marriage, that your your marriage will be a testimony of your faith for people to come to the saving grace of Christ. So it may be very difficult to feel un- unloved when you have to submit, but it is not dependent on whether the other person submits or loves because your love is unconditional. It shouldn't be based on on any strings attached yeah i agree and i think one thing that most of the time we see as such a big deal in the sense of submission we think that the woman has is the one who has been called to the more difficult task but if you read first peter 3 verse 7 it says husbands in the same way be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. 
which means that if you are not you are not treating your wife with respect as a co-heir with you in the precious gift of the gracious gift of life something will be hindering your prayers and so like it it really goes to show that god is not trying to say that oh women you you just submit like submit submit like men you don't really have to do anything that is so difficult you know but if you don't you yourself are not respecting your wife and treating her well your prayers your prayer life can really struggle so it it is both ways it goes both ways in a sense piggybacking off what yvonne said in ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 where it tells men or husbands to love their wives as christ loved the church ultimately christ died for the church so as men and husbands you would have to ask yourself am i willing to die the way christ gave his life off for the church am i willing to give my life for my wife and that becomes a very important and serious affair when you bring that into the equation of life and death and how seriously you should take the mm-hmm. marriage that's very true these are very good points so now we'll delve into some deeper questions so a lot of people have been talking about traditional rules in marriage how a woman is seen as supposed to be cooking cleaning and the man is supposed to be like the breadwinner so these like bring two major questions the first question is if the wife does not cook or clean does it show that she's not submitting i think maybe we should deal with this question first then we'll go into the second one so yvonne what do you say what do you think about this um the husband and the wife need to agree on what they want to do right so for example with Kiki and i to be honest, me, I, I actually like cooking. Um, and PK, for some reason, he likes iron. He likes to clean. And, like, I definitely hate iron. And cleaning is not necessarily my strongest point or my strongest attribute. Um, so I know that when we got married, like, the first month or so, we were actually living in the same place. And I would wake up in the morning and I'll see that he has already woken up and going to clean the car, clean the kitchen, or do something like that. Which, initially, if you're thinking about traditional roles, I wouldn't have expected him to clean. And initially, when I would wake up, I would feel bad because I'll be like, oh, my husband is the one who has gone to clean or has done these things. And I haven't, I didn't do some. But I would do almost all the cooking, to be honest. Sometimes he comes to the kitchen and he'll blend my tomatoes and my onions for me and things like that for the food. But I honestly enjoy cooking, so it was never, it's not really an issue. I guess I don't want to extend it, so I'll let somebody else talk about, like, traditional rules all i want to add is that submission does not necessarily mean that you have to cook clean like do all the traditional household chores i believe that it's what you guys should be in the confines of your marriage what you agree as a couple for example i think it's okay for me to tell my husband oh i'm hungry and not necessarily be the one to cook i don't think that that means i'm not being submissive or i'm being disrespectful i'm taking i'm i'm making him do my role i don't really think that's the case i feel like it ultimately depends on the couple and what have they have agreed as normal because there's some couples who where um the woman is the one that goes out to work and the man is the one who stays at home look after the children and stuff like that but does not necessarily mean that the woman is not being submissive in that case the most important thing is communicating with your husband or wife and being respectful Right. So Tracy, you spoke about the woman being the breadwinner. The second part of this question is that 
what happens if the woman is the breadwinner in the marriage? Should she still be submitting? Because the whole connotation is that the husband is the breadwinner. So in the event that that's not the case, should the woman still be submitting? Okay, so the Bible doesn't say anything about a relationship between earnings and roles. So the fact that you make more money or you you are the one who is the breadwinner doesn't automatically make you the leader. There's no relationship between your wages and your responsibility in your marriage so you could be the woman who earns more or does the work but you're not the the leader it's still your husband's role to be the leader in your house but the most important thing in such cases is agreement marriages like this thrive the best on agreement both of you have to agree on what works best for you and even talking about cooking and cleaning i always say that in some instances both of you get married none of you cooks and none of you cleans you can always get help Nobody is saying that both of you have to do all these things by yourself in the marriage because marriage is definitely more than cooking and cleaning and it's absolutely more than earnings and all of these things. So there should be a foundational agreement of how your marriage should work beyond all of these things and then you can build the responsibilities based off of that. So it doesn't matter how much you earn or who earns more. The man is the head of the house and the woman should submit regardless. As we're coming to an end, I think it's important to draw a distinction between when submission and leadership should start. Do you think it's important to start submitting whilst you are courting someone or dating someone? About that, I think the Bible is clear when it comes to submission and um, loving someone. It's only relates to wives and husbands. So it didn't say you should have a dress rehearsal before you can find to marry. I mean, I, I get the point. You yeah. you can, I mean, in a relationship, you need to respect each other. You need to do all those stuff. But submission and loving, particularly in the context of marriage, should not be shown before marriage. In addition to that, uh, what PK said, I also feel when it comes to dating... There are much more of more pertinent things you need to observe in the person you are dating other than using the barometer of submission to and leadership to check what the person is capable of. There are other things that are more pertinent, I feel, that you can observe in dating rather than using that as a way to base your decision off. Okay, so thank you guys for answering my questions and our questions in general. I like to say that like I've learned a lot about submission and for somebody who is like looking forward to marrying one day, I'm actually I've learned a lot. Okay, I really hope you enjoyed this session. I would like to extend our very warm thanks to Bernardin for moderating this session. And then obviously, Tracy Dean, Krabs and Eunice for gracing us with your presence. I think we'll probably have you guys back because you have a lot of wisdom to share with us. We'll probably do a part two because we didn't get to answer everyone's questions. But we hope you leave your comments and head over to our Instagram page at the Menses 18 and follow us and leave any comments you have on this session. So guys, you can also leave us a voice note if you are listening on Anchor. Um, that's it. We are going to share one of the voice notes we received with you. 
Hello everyone, this is Obia. I'm super excited because I got a shout out, so I'm really feeling like some star celebrity over here. Um, but what I really liked about today's episode was that it was anchored in scripture, like back to back to back to back. I was like, yay, PK and Yvonne are the new pastors on the block. Um, so in terms of like my comments and reaction, I think that it's so important to actually have this discussion of boundaries before you guys get into the relationship, right? So you don't want to enter into a relationship with someone who thinks it's fine to have premarital sex and then you you guys enter into the relationship and the person is always pressuring you for sex. Like this is a discussion you guys should have before. For me, it's a major red flag when a guy does not have self-control, right? Because that's one of the fruits of the spirit. Um, and somebody who takes like, who puts their personal satisfaction and their desires over. So like I was saying, for me, you don't want someone that puts like their personal satisfaction and self-gratification over obeying the word of God, like you're over your salvation, over making sure that you're honoring God with your relationship and your bodies, right? That is like such a clear red flag. I'm like, we're not thinking on the same level at all. If you claim you love me, love is patience, right? You're, you should be able to wait. And like, just even think future. So let's say we get married, right? If you're not able to hold yourself before marriage what happens when i get a project that i have to leave let's say for three months like what are we going to do right so this is one of the this is one of the things that lets us know that like your single period is also like a training period for what will happen later in marriage again leave us a voice note for the chance for your voice note to be featured on our next episode we apologize for the scratchiness of the episode um this is because we're recording with several people um but we will try to figure it out and sort out the sound issues next week um so yeah thank you for listening we really hope you enjoyed it